The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst. He said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. So with this great celebration of Pentecost, we bring our time together to a close. We have been talking over the course of the past several days about the need for a renewal of Marian piety in the church and for the world. And one of the things that if you paid attention that I didn't talk a lot about, and I did it on purpose, was the role of the Holy Spirit. The role of the Holy Spirit in the renewal of Marian piety, of, of bringing Catholics and Christians to a greater understanding, appreciation, connection to, and love for Our Lady. I didn't talk about it because I wanted to sort of wrap it up with today's homily. Now, the history of the church, it has been a pillar of Mariological belief. There is an intimate connection between the Holy Spirit and Our Lady. Our Lady is often called the spouse of the Holy Spirit. You see at the end of the book of Revelation, the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, coming to the wedding supper of the Lamb. It's sort of the real foundation for our understanding of the connection between Mary and the Holy Spirit comes from Acts of the Apostles in the Gospel of Luke. We heard that very first reading today when the apostles were gathered together on that day of Pentecost. And we know that Our Lady was there with them when the Holy Spirit descended. We think of that day in the spring in Israel and Jerusalem, all those disciples crowded together in the room with Mary in that first novena. And you can imagine it's probably when Our Lady started smelling like roses because trapped with all those men in there, no deodorant, sweating and nasty. That's why Our Lady probably smells like roses. But anyhow, the Spirit descended on them. But it should make the person who reads the Acts of the Apostles, knowing that the Acts was, of course, written by Luke, to go back to Luke's gospel, because it is the second time in Mary's life that the Spirit descended upon her. First, at the Annunciation and Incarnation, and then again at the beginning at Pentecost, that connection that Mary has with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit bringing about, one more time, Christ in his body, the church. And so we say, wherever the Holy Spirit is, there is Our Lady. Wherever Our Lady is, there is the Holy Spirit. And so if we're going to talk about a renewal of Marian piety, 
we're going to have to talk about the Holy Spirit, that the one who really brings about this renewal is not going to be you or me, and in a certain sense, the primary actor may not even be our lady. It will be the Holy Spirit. Because the Lord is continuously pouring his spirit on the church to bring about new fruits, new endeavors, new charisms, new devotion. And so as much as we need to pray to Our Lady and develop that relationship with her, see where she wants her reverence and, and honor to go and what that relationship should look like, even more importantly, we need to cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit. And most of us think, okay, well, God the Father, I can have a relationship with him. He's got a beard. He's sitting on a throne. Jesus, he's got a beard and some hair, and he's wearing white, and the Holy Spirit's pretty much a bird. You know, it's very difficult for us to connect, but the Holy Spirit is a person, and we need the Spirit in the church for that renewal. And so we're going to see that Mary renewal helping to change the church and change culture. It has to come with the assistance of the Holy Spirit. So we need to be cultivating that devotion to the Holy Spirit, but establishing, just like with Mary, not just praying novenas, not just singing songs, but getting to know the Holy Spirit as a person. Because the more we get to know the Holy Spirit, ideally the more we'll get to know Our Lady, and the more we get to know Our Lady, the more we'll get to know the Holy Spirit. But the, the, the focus, the center point, is once again going to be the theme we keep coming back to, the heart. That's where we believe the Lord has poured His Spirit into us to, to renew us, to transform us, not in our physical heart, but the heart is the center and the core of our being. We get rid of our stony hearts to give us that hearts of flesh, hearts able to love, hearts that have been purified, hearts that become similar to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. And so it is the Spirit that can and does connect our heart with Our Lady, our heart with others. And so as we pray for that constant outpouring of the Spirit today, as we wrap up our retreat, we do indeed ask the Spirit to be involved in our lives and our families and our church and the world to bring about a new Pentecost, a renewal of the church that will come in and through a renewed devotion to Mary, who is that perfect human, who gives the example of who we should be, more importantly giving an example, enters into relationship with us, gives us the chance to know her heart so that we might know the love of Christ and share it in the Spirit with others. Amen.